provide the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone. And a Microphone. No one invited them, but they still linger. Two douchebags and a microphone, pasteurized for your protection. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. All right, two douchebags and microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Welcome. All right, here we go, another podcast. So um, today, on today's episode, or unless we cut it in half... We have my top acoustical list. Rob did his last week. And uh, new colognes and perfume that didn't make it. And this is from a different Mr. X. Uh, we can also go into some more asshole hair Olympics if we want to. <coughs> um, yeah. Um, let's see. I've got a bunch of other little odds and ends stories here that I find uh, pertinent. A Brazilian woman that fell in love with a guy that's mugged her. Um, let's see. Um, I've got um, uh, oh, I've got a, a Gen Zoomer one that um, would you rather questions for them that they asked them and that they have a definite answer and opinion on that I found pretty interesting. Um, the new BK Barbie cheeseburger meal um, and Black Sabbath uh, faces Skeezer Butler with a, uh, a story that I like. And uh, uh, Anyhow, Rob, what do you have? Oh, I got little tidbits here and there. Okay. So. Well, um, I'd like to start off with the Geezer Butler story, if you don't mind. Go for it. All right. Well, um, the Notorious tour that took back, um, even before the Black and Blue concert with Blue Oyster Cult and Black Sabbath was, the Van Halen and Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath was the headliner and the most known band, and Van Halen just released their uh, new album and was all abuzz. And many reports, multiple reports, um, say that Van Halen blew him off stage. And other people are like, no, it was pretty even. Black Sabbath brought it to. Um, I know this. There was definitely, uh, Van Halen was an emerging band. And Black Sabbath was in a very odd period at that time. So I could see Van Halen with all their energy with David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen with his brilliant guitar and, and all, you know, and that heartbeat bass from Michael Anthony and Alex doing what he does. I could definitely see them challenging them, if not maybe surpassing them at that time. And I'm not saying they were a better band live or anything like that. I'm saying at that time, you know, uh, because they were going through this different period. There was like disco going on and all this other distractions going on and Van Halen coming out going, this is what we are and they're in your face. So this is from Bill Ward in his book, which I am still reading and I'm still pissed off because I can never get to it. But tomorrow morning, I plan on going to the city market by myself and reading the rest of the fucking book. 
So I'll have a full report. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to delve into that bitch. It's going to, and I'm going to just breeze right past it because I keep trying to read it at night and I keep falling asleep. So, anyhow. Yeah, it sucks. So anyhow, Black Sabbath base. Oh, and not to mention losing your spot. Ugh. I wake up yeah. like, oh, fuck, I didn't put anything in there. Look at it, man. Now it's all mangled all over the bed, and I don't know where I left it. So, anyhow. Okay. Black, <laughs> Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler looked back on the band's 1978 tour with Van Halen. He reflected on how Van Halen really stole the show. The tour saw this young band, Van Halen, opening for an established name, Black Sabbath. It was an odd time for Sabbath. They had plenty of legal issues, and they were trying to change musical directions with technical ecstasy, which one of the that was one of their lesser albums. And I mean, a lot of people didn't say uh, "Never Say Die," but I like "Never Say Die." I thought there were some good tunes on that. Technical ecstasy, well, yeah, it was a great album, really. It was just a different direction. "Never Say Die" was actually, even though the title of the song was "Never Say Die," it's a happy sounding song. It was heavy. Ozzy sounded great in it. I mean, they, uh, it, it was good. Yeah. But um, the music scene was rapidly changing. When Geezer asked, uh, was asked the question, was Van Halen better at actually getting more applause than Sabbath? Geezer replied, we held our own. The crowd was Sabbath fans, but like all of us, were surprised at how good Van Halen was. We were fans of Van Halen and used to party with him every night. At first, Tony was pissed off that Eddie was doing these longer, longer guitar solos. But if I remember correctly, Eddie, when he first came out, he wasn't playing those long solos. That was due to people going nuts over his guitar and screaming, you know, wanting more and more. And he had to deliver more because people were just going insane because here's this new style with the finger tapping and all this shit that people didn't know that much about. You know, and all the wizardry he did with the electronics and his uh, franking guitar and all that stuff. You know, people are oh, just yeah. just people are going ballistic over this shit, and uh, and you know he really kind of did it out of necessity, and therefore their uh, sets were getting longer, which definitely pisses off a the main act because they you know they're kind of like a, hey wait a minute now you're going over an hour right. you're starting to get into our time and that's bullshit so. Um, but they, I mean, Eddie Van Halen and Tony Iommi were fantastic, best friends after the tour, so it didn't hurt too bad. So, you know, they kind of got through it. So, at first, Tony was pissed off that Eddie was doing these longer, longer guitar solos. Ozzy was peeved that DLR was uh, out there, David Lee Roth was out there uh, going out using all of Ozzy's things. Uh, I kind of take exception to that. David Lee Roth was doing Jim Dandy things. Jim Dandy from Black Oak, Arkansas things, not Aussie things. They can say Aussie things all they want, but Jim Dandy was doing fucking David Lee Roth stuff before David Lee Roth knew he was even David Lee Roth. So, um, and I think maybe even Aussie may have even borrowed some stuff from him. I don't know. You know, Aussie had his own gimmick, and no one could touch it because he did that where he's like, you know, got his hands between his knees springing up like a frog you know and and clapping and doing the peace sign and stuff you know and he had his own gimmick going on and he was fantastic at it the madman he get a bizarre look on his face start tearing his clothes off and screaming and come on you know what the fuck um jim dandy was like more of the showman he was kind of like the 
the fucking uh, rugged ballerina guy, you know, fucking prancing yeah. on stage yeah. and stuff. And that's what David Lee Roth was. So, you know, they may have think he did, but I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it really, uh, I think it really started getting us down at the end. Some people love Sabbath, some people love Van Halen, but the record company was promoting the new phenom Van Halen, and both bands were on the same record company's payroll. So you can see how that goes. Old band, new band, both on Warner Brothers. Old band starting to kind of fray a little bit. Their last album wasn't that great, didn't sell that great, didn't do that great, but still they're a great draw. And here comes the up-and-comers just blazing the world. Of course, the record company is going to start hugging them and kind of dissing Sabbath. That's just the way it goes, you know. Right, they they right, look at this. Right. Hey, there's more money on the upside in Van Halen than there is in Sabbath is what they were thinking. And they might have been right at the time. So, anyhow. And, and, and my opinion, I love Sabbath. I like Van Halen. Um, depends on what era of Van Halen you're talking about to me. The first four... Uh, The first five, all the way up to 1984, I thought, was was some of the best music ever written. I mean, especially the first up to women, eh, I don't know, fair warning. Okay, the first two Van Halen albums were some of the best ever. Fucking just blazing. No, no, I totally agree with you. I'm talking the same era. Yeah, up to about 1984. Yeah, 1984, Eddie started getting into synthesizers, and it was still great music, but it wasn't quite the same to me. There was was a couple of good ones. Yeah, there was, but... um, Yeah, you know, I I mean... Not not like we knew them. I agree. Um, Okay, I think it was just a great show uh, to have went and seen, is what Geezer said. This tour would mark the the last time Ozzy, the original band, would be intact. When when uh, Ronnie James Dio came in, it kind of re-energized us. We were all stuck in the muck and was going nowhere. Ronnie came in with new enthusiasm and really kicked us all in the ass. Heaven and Hell, now there was an album in between there and it was Never Say Die, but they never did tour for that. that, I mean, they were already pretty much broke up by by the time that album came out. So right. there was not a tour for that, but there was a tour for Technical Ecstasy. So um, um, Never Say Die was kind of like Coda for Led Zeppelin, uh, only no one died, you know. Coda came out right. after Bonham already died, and they already pretty much dismissed the band. They're like, now we're not going to do it without him. And, uh, and also they had so many problems with substance abuse and each other. It ran its course, basically. So Led Zeppelin was already like when Cody came out, they were already broke up, and it's just shit they found on the floor. Now, Never Say Die, most of that album was written prior, but they were having all these, you know, it wasn't shit they found on the floor. Some of it might have been. There might be a couple of songs they found on the floor, but the rest of it was stuff that they actually wrote for the album. But then soon after the album, I mean, I think right before it came out, they pretty much broke up. And then right after Never Say Die, they got with Ronnie, and then, you know. So Ronnie came in with new enthusiasm. It really kicked us all in the ass. Heaven and Hell was a direction for the band. The album tour was a smashing success. We were all very lucky. Ozzy and Sabbath, to all have done so well after the bitter breakup. And, uh, you know, Geezer also played with Ozzy's solo band in 1988 and 89. 
and he also came back a couple of times and played with Ozzy a few more times. So Geezer would know he's played for Sabbath and Ozzy solo. So you know, Geezer, uh, you know, Geezer's right, man. They both uh, actually fared really well after the breakup because everybody thought number one, Ozzy was going to be found dead in a ditch. Number two, Sabbath couldn't replace Ozzy. Well, they didn't try to replace him. What they did was they went a completely different direction, and it was a success. That doesn't always happen, but because it was Ronnie James Dio, and it was a guy with so much power and musical aptitude that it was a, a, it was a brilliant success because of that. It was like the perfect marriage after a marriage that broke up. And uh, anyhow, and it couldn't have, probably couldn't have been anyone else except Ronnie James Dio. And Ozzy, you can look no further than Sharon because she resurrected his career because, and he'll even tell you this, if it wasn't for her, he would probably be dead. If not, he would probably be dead or something almost as bad. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, like that, like that a lot. So, while we're on the music, you want to hear my top acoustical list? Let's do it. I've been dying to hear this. All right. Now, I took the original list and I tore it up because I was pissed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to concentrate and I'm going to do better. And I am going to find some of the best songs ever and they are going to be on this. And I think I found them. So, okay, this sure. this is all in order and there's quite a few of them so I'm just not even going to count them down. So, uh. Let's okay. Right. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven of them. Uh, that beats thirty. Okay. Yes. I. I look. It was thirty, and I kept narrowing it down. And like yeah. I said, I I ripped the original list up because I knew I could dig down deep and do better. And I think I did. Oh man. Oh man, I'm telling you, it was hard. Isn't it? Was it? Hard. Isn't it? There's so many songs that I'm not even sure if I have them in right order. Uh, so anyhow, okay, number eleven, looking out my back door, CCR. Good one. That is, yeah. That's that's just a bunch of strumming, and really, yeah. really great. Just great lyrics and and just uh, pop singing. Just you know, nothing too. Crazy, just really good stuff. Over now, Alice in Chains. Oh, that low. Yeah, it is. That's this is the only song that I kept from my original list. Really? Yes, and it's way down wow. there because this is how much better I think I did. All right. Wish you were here, Pink Floyd. Oh, see, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. <laughs> it took oh, me wow. forever. Song. You know what I did? I went to the 1970s acoustical playlists of radio stations, the Billboard Top whatevers, and I started scrolling down the songs. And the ones I were really thinking were that good, I re-listened to. And I was like, nah, nah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, nah. 
it took a while, but I did it one night, and it was fantastic. I had a blast doing it, because some of these songs, I'm like, oh my God, I never even realized there was banjo in it, or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah, it was yeah. just fantastic. The 70s is awesome music. Yeah, yeah, yep. Next one, Hurt, by Johnny Cash, not Nine Inch Nails. The Nine Inch Nails version is not acoustical. The, yeah, Johnny, the Johnny Cash version yeah, is acoustical. Yes. Now, I mean, it rarely do you have a song that someone covered better. This is one of them. Johnny Cash covered this song better than uh, Nine Inch Nails when they first wrote it. I, they're both great songs, but Johnny Cash did it with so much yeah. passion and feeling. It, uh, it could never be duplicated. Uh, and well, I'm that, sure if you ask Trent Reznor... It, yeah, it was his final yeah. album. Yeah. Um, if you ask Trent Reznor, I'm sure he would be like, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Cash fucking owned that song, you know, and I wrote yeah, it. Yeah, yeah it's good. good, but good it was good, good, but then when Johnny came along, he made it great or whatever. So, next one, Wonderwall by Oasis. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you, you are totally going different direction. I thought you would. Today is going to be the day that they give it up back to you. That's a good song. Oh, yeah. It's acoustic. Yeah, it's a good song. I, I mean, I... I the acoustic. Yeah, it's acoustic, almost all acoustic. My mind was going elsewhere. Okay, now know? Wonderwall and Johnny Cash could be in reverse order. I think now, in the mood I'm in right now, I put Johnny Cash ahead of Wonderwall by just a little bit, but... Uh, Let's just leave it like this. That's what I wrote down. So, Johnny Cash, then Wonderwall. Next one. Stairway to Heaven. Led Zeppelin. And I did not have that on the original one. Right. I re-listened to it, and I'm like, I have to. I have to. Yeah. No matter how many times that song's been played, does not make it not great. There is just certain points of the acoustic in that to just yeah, uh, yeah. you know what I mean yes and, and it's parts you don't normally pick up but if you're doing an assignment like this you're really listening to, for that one part mm-hmm. and you're like oh man I never caught that before to me the acoustic how yeah. fast it comes after and now as we all wind down the road our shadow's taller than our soul there's a lady we all know you know, when it gets really fast, yeah. that's still acoustic oh, in the background. Yeah. That is still acoustic in the background. Yes, Great Man, I'll tell you what, listen to that with headphones on, and your mind is oh, just stretching is. every way because of the the stereophonic and the stri- and the, the acoustic in the back, the, the lead in the front, Robert Plant's voice in the back and then the front, the panning of the drums and the bass. I just, it, it's oh, like... Really? It's like beautiful noise put together uh, um, brilliantly. So well oh, together now. Man, it's just it if if there's ever art in this world, this is art. I mean it, yeah. yeah, so anyhow, the next one Night Moves, Bob Seeger. Wow. Woke last night to the sound of thunder. 
How far off? I sat wow, and dude. Started humming a song from 1962. You are blowing yeah. my mind, I know. Funny how the you're, you're going to the answers that the, I normally would have came up with. Well, you don't seem to have this much to do. Yeah, and then when he starts the acoustic back, and at first he's kind of like twangy, and he kind of knocks the guitar a little bit. It's just yeah. he left it in there for a reason, and it gave you this night feeling, like you're midnight in the back of a car yeah. with a with a very sweet young lady, and you're watching the stars. I I mean, uh, brilliant, brilliant. And I'm not a huge Bob Seger fan. This was brilliant. It was his finest moment by a by a thousand. Okay. Well, anyhow, this next one. Tears in Heaven, Eric Clapton. (laughs) Got you on that one, didn't I? That is a lost gem. You know, Tears in Heaven was written about his son that fell out the window. And passed away. Yes, I, yes, I knew that. Yeah. That song has so much emotion in it. You don't have to yeah. see his face. You know exactly what his face looks like. And you know there's tears running down it. Some of the lyrics like, you know, if I were to see you in heaven, would you know my face? I, I mean, that stuff right there is sheer agony, pain, and sadness put to right. art. It's just, it's brilliant. It's just bravo. It, it's something that not everybody can do. You either have this extreme God-given talent, or you don't. And Eric Clapton with his body work anyhow, but you incorporate a little bit of pain. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He, the other he's one. wonderful guitarist. Anyway. Yeah, the other one that comes close to it that Eric's Clap, Eric Clapton does but I decided between one of these two songs was You Look Wonderful Tonight. He is singing that. He is singing that to George Harrison's wife. He was madly in love with her and ended up with her, I believe. I got to read up on that story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty crazy shit. So anyhow, um, but the way he reads it, he was in love with this woman just like Batty. I mean, uh, anyhow, Eric Clapton, I mean, there's no doubt, like, uh, he uh, does uh, emotions so well. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a master. Yes. He's one of the greatest. Next one is a song I told you about, and I hope, hopefully you studied up on it. People Get Ready. Yeah. Rod Stewart and Jeff Beck. It's Jeff Beck's brilliant guitar. But Rod Stewart sings it so masterfully. It is a gospel song. Rod Stewart put out a gospel album in the, uh, I believe it was the late 80s. And Jeff Beck's guitar accentuated this whole thing. And People Get Ready is just a masterful song. And then this was number one till I heard this next song on the radio and said, oh, I'm sorry. I gotta slip the other one in front of the one. This one was my number one. Wind Cries Mary. 
by Jimi Hendrix. Oh. <laughs> Give me a championship belt, Rob. You know. You know. Bring it over here. Bring it here. You did this show on purpose. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. Well, I guess I did. I ripped up my old list and demanded better. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, you got me going and all this new You know what? Rob. Everything, and I forgot about the old stuff. I'm going to give you three weeks to come up with your uh, a new list. Okay? Three weeks? Okay. How, how long do you need? Well, I thought, I thought next weekend. Okay, next weekend. That was the agreement. I, okay. And you it's heavy, right? Heavy. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to do another acoustical list because you're... No, no, no. Okay, no, okay. No, We're going to keep it safe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, come up with heavy. Um, all right. Let's next one, go. and number one, just by just a slim margin, is Let It Be by The Beatles. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That song, that song is one of the best songs ever. Wow. And now, you definitely went a totally different direction. I thought you were going. Well, um, I knew there was, but I, I just like the last list I was not happy with, and I tore it up. Without even memorizing, I'm like, that's just not going to do. And um, I, like I said, I did a little research and I went back and I looked at Billboard Hot 200. I think it's Hot 200 throughout all of the 70s. And there's like some songs on there like Bridge Over Troubled Water and uh, The Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. And there's all these songs that could have been on this list. But when it came down to it, when I listened to it, how did it make me feel? Did I actually get what they're saying? You know, like Tears in Heaven or uh, or uh, When Cries Mary. When Cries Mary is a very painful song. Very painful song. And it's argued about what it's talking about. Some people say it's talking about drug abuse. Some people say it's talking about a woman. But either way, it's a very sad and very... Um, Cry for Help song. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's beautiful. And the uh, oh, and I forgot to say, that was also a toss-up between Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Wind cries Mary and Little Wing, but I chose Wind cries Mary just because of the emotion and feeling that was in it. I thought was a little bit more intense, a little bit more vivid. A little bit more powerful than Little Wing. So, anyhow, that well, is it. That's, that's how I kind of come up with my number one outside mm-hmm. by staying. Yeah. So that, that, if, if you watch that YouTube version. Uh huh. Well, oh, I did, it, I did it, by the way. It's the radio version. It, it's. He put so much emotion into it. No, no, I, I watched it. I know which one you're talking about. I've actually yeah. seen it before. Yeah. After you said it, I got thinking about it. I go, I know which one you're talking about. And yeah, and it actually became a huge hit again because of that version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just awesome. Yeah, he it put was, so much emotion into it. Yeah, it was very, very... 
Um, emotional. Um, let's see, what else would you call this song? Um, crying Out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, not quite despair, but a please, you know, I, I'm reaching out type of thing. It was very good. So, um, here, switching completely directions here in a couple of minutes after the break, where you're going to hear some new ha-has and this and that and others, and, I don't know, maybe a goat yodeling or something. Who knows what I'll stick in there. But anyhow, (laughs) new colognes and perfume that didn't make it. Mr. X is not done yet. Mr. X sent this to me, and he sent me a text saying, hey, check your email. It's only going to be there for 10 minutes, and then it's gone. So Mr. X uh, broke into uh, Fabergé, I don't know, whoever the fuck does perfume nowadays, and he got these new perfume scents that did not work, and he sent them to me. So I think we owe Mr. X a gift card, don't we? Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. We're two. What do you think? Probably not Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, uh, no, no, they're closing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably not them. Um, yeah. Applebee's? Uh, no, 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 they're closing too. Chili's? You like chilies? Chili. You think Mr. X likes chilies? I don't know. How about Texas Roadhouse? Okay. Texas Roadhouse. He can go get him a fucking tomahawk steak and 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 not only that, but yeah. like Mr. X on his way out he can load up with those uh, biscuits with those uh, rolls. Yeah. So yeah, so like he can like get like ten rolls with uh, his half a steak. And his couple of uh, his couple of fries that he didn't eat yet, and the next day he'll have a whole other meal with the ten rolls, the uh, the yeah. half the steak, and the uh, and the four um, steak fries. But he'll eat all his salad. I'm pretty sure he's a healthy eater, Mr. X. <laughs> so, anyhow, all right. Now we're going to take us a break, and then we'll be back with uh, these new uh, perfumes that, and colognes that didn't work. And now. May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks. This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. Two Shirley Temples and a bottle of scotch will be right back. Hey, look. I think we found land. Oh my god, I think we're safe. Oh no! It's the island of horrible jokes. Why can a nose be 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot. <laughs> if a 10 pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. All right, welcome back, everybody. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All righty. Well, um, as promised, uh, like we said a little bit ago, Mr. X sent me a text, and I looked down like, oh, it's Mr. X. 
and I thought it was going to be new douche flavors or something, but no, he went crazy this time, and uh, he somehow got into Fabergé, and he found all these new colognes that they test marketed that didn't work, and you know, it, it was his typical, get to your email, and uh, print it out in, uh, in 10 minutes or less, because in 10 minutes, this email disappears. So I just barely got to my printer, hit print, and it printed it, and then bam, the email disappeared. So Mr. X, thank you. Your uh, Texas Roadout gifts card will be on the way tomorrow. So hey, how much should we give him? You think we should like give him uh, um, dinner for two? At least one meal. I'm saying, I'm saying dinner for two. He might have a. I, yeah, I don't know that much yeah. about him. He might have a wife or a girlfriend or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dinner for two. And, and an appetizer. What, what like 60? I'm going to go, go 70. Because if okay, he has yeah. like if he yeah. has a little one, maybe get a child's meal for like four bucks with it, too. Yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there the, t- go. the tip's on him. Sorry, Mr. X. Tip's on you. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, new clones and perfumes that didn't make it. Thank you, Mr. X. Um, first off, burnt ass. I can't believe I didn't make it. Really? Yeah, burnt really? ass was not a good perfume smell. I guess they test marketed it, and everyone was like, "Nah, we don't like this burnt ass stuff." So I, I don't know. I mean, sounds reasonable to me. You? Well, you, you and I have this strange obsession with ass. I know we do. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of that real quick and we'll get back to this here in a minute do you get any more ass photos no no new ass photos oh. uh, <laughs> keep, yeah we're, we're still chatting but that's about it <clears throat> what about uh, who, who, who's the other one Eric or, or, or uh... yeah Eric, Eric out in Oceanside <laughs> yeah so no more Eric, just that one and done. Actually, actually, he seems to be a pretty cool guy talking to him. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Does, yeah, it, does he like the show? Because of the show, man. They yeah. just did it because of the show. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. All right. Well, tell him thanks for listening and keep listening. And uh, you know what? Oh, yeah. When we get better capabilities, he can call in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Eric, hang in there. We'll uh, we'll figure <laughs> this we'll figure this shit show out somehow and get you on here if you want to be on. Some people rather listen. So so anyhow, the next one, stew meat. I guess sounds like a great cologne. Who don't want to smell like stew meat? That sounds good to me. Sounds great to me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah! You walk around smell like stew meat. I mean, you might get a little hungry, but I mean, you know, maybe grab a bag, if you put that on, grab a bag of, I don't know, cashews or something. Every time you start getting a little hungry, grab a couple of cashews and munch them down and, you know, but I mean, other than that, I think stew meat would be very attractive, especially to the opposite sex, right? Because that's why people wear cologne, right? You want to smell good and want to be, you know, so yeah, what woman doesn't like stew meat? Yeah. Down here. Oh hell yeah! Those cornbread chicks down there would go nuts over that. Be like, who the uh, hell smells like uh, stew uh, meat? Woo! You come here, big boy. I'm ready for your stew meat. Girls down here. Oh yeah, I'm ready for your stew meat. <laughs> I 
Um, I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this. I just thought about it the other day. In 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 Lampy, Missouri, or no, no, Missouri, not Lampy, yeah. no, Missouri, is where not yeah. only I saw the guy eating out of the dumpster, and that was relatively new to me, and I was just sitting there floored. But me and my uh, uh, former friend Mac, who's just I don't even want to get into him, but anyhow, he's got a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to yeah. go to Grand Lake of the Cherokees and then cross over the border when it was like 110 down there. And if you jumped in the Grand Lake, it felt like uh, it felt like hot bath water. So we would go down to uh, the Elk River in Nolan, Missouri, and that was 50 degrees. And we grab our PBR six pack and tie it to us and just stand in the river, and it and it was fun. Well, Matt goes to me, he goes, man. He goes, look at that fucking hot-ass chick. And she's wearing a red bikini, and she was just smoking. I'm like, fuck. I mean, she was like an Ellie Mae or something, you know. And, I mean, she's obviously a southern chick, you know. And she's up there on this yeah. bridge with this dude, and the dude was a little ways away from her. She's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, Matt goes, dude, she's making fart noises with her tits. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Then all of a sudden I hear a <laughs> and I look up and she has a straw between her tits and she has this really kind of string bikini on and she's making fart noises with her tits with a straw. <laughs> and Eddie, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And I couldn't get a picture because I couldn't have my phone with me. It was in the car because, and actually I don't think the phones were, back, you know what, then the phones weren't that good anyhow, so... I probably wouldn't even think about taking a picture with my phone because we weren't quite there yet. I had a cell phone, right. but it was more like the other ones, the Nokias or something. And and that's another thing, too. Speaking of the old Nokia phones, some of the first uh, smartphones that had the very smart screen, I had a request right. from, I believe I went to school with this guy. I, I think so. But he wants to hear the... Uh, the uh, guy I used to work with minivan story, how I used to connect to his uh, Bluetooth and drive him nuts with polka music. Yeah. yeah, he wants to hear that story again, and I can't seem to find it. I'm not sure what episode it's in, and I look through him and yeah. I can't find yeah. it, so I'm just going to have to retell it again. Maybe I'll do it at the end of this podcast, I'll retell it. So, uh, anyhow, um, and, uh, so uh, if I get to that, great. If not, then we'll do it soon. Uh, I really should probably write it down and remember everything. But anyhow, the next one is pus. Um, I can I can see why people don't like pus as a cologne. No. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. Um, you ever smell pus? Not that good. Not that good a smell. No. Believe it or not, not that good a smell. Next one, infected toenail. They didn't like that smell. Hey. These people are hard to please, Rob. Hard to please. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This next one I love, and I don't know how anyone could not love it. If you love the 4th of July, you'll love this. Gunpowder. I think gunpowder is oh, a great cologne. Hallelujah. Yeah, what a great cologne. Little dab between each ear. They turned it down. No, bring that out. There are a bunch of there are a bunch of communists over there. Jeez, yeah, little gunpowder back behind, behind your ears. Oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not believe it. I'm like, what? 
You know, pus, okay, I get it. Infected toenail, I guess I get it. What, must be a bunch of yuppies. I guess, gunpowder, ooh, gunpowder's bad. That hurts people. Ooh. So, anyhow, gunpowder was out. They threw it out. Did some test marketing on it, and they said no. So, anyhow, the next one. And this one gets me, because who doesn't love it? Well, actually, I don't like it, but anyhow. Liver and onions. Oh, hell no. No, no, you're not a liver fan no. either? Uh, there is not many things in this world that I will not eat, but beef liver is one of them. I like chicken livers. I, chicken livers. I lose it every time. I agree with you. I like chicken livers. I love chicken livers. If they're fried chicken right. Chicken livers, I might throw a choke down, but beef liver, no. Oh, I agree. It's got a you horrible smell taste. it cooking. I can't be in the house. Oh, no. Same here. Same here. Yeah. So, we're on the same page. My dad loved that shit. I know a lot of people love liver and onions. Me, I've never been a fan. Ugh. No. no. So, it sounds like hell to me. Ugh. I remember uh, parents used to, my mom used to cook it because it's supposed to be so good for you. Then they find out that it's loaded with toxins because that's what a liver does. It takes the toxins yeah. out of your body. So it used to yeah. be like, eat, eat liver, it's high in iron. And then it's like, oh shit, don't eat liver. All the toxins that that uh, animal ever had in its life is in there. So, anyhow. The next... Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of my best showdowns with my dad at dinner time <laughs> was over liver. <laughs> you sit down and yeah. eat your liver, boy. You're, you're, no. you're, you're going to sit there and eat all that. No, I ain't. You're going to kiss the whitest part of my ass, old man. What? <laughs> <laughs> you think you can catch me? You you like every time. Yep. You ain't gonna get me. You ain't gonna get me. <laughs> I'll I'll ride underneath this table and I'll smack you right in the fucking Johnson. You hear me, boy? I'll fucking Johnson punch you and I'll be out that door in one hot second, bitch. And you ain't chasing me. <laughs> I'll be on top of the roof pissing on your head, old man. You hear what I'm saying there? Hell no. I didn't do that. I had to come home sometime. <laughs> I'd be asleep oh and all of a sudden. <laughs> oh my God, you just described my childhood. <laughs> I'll Johnson put you, you old bastard. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we weren't that bad, but it was no, uh, no, a few times. I'll fucking, I'll crack your nad sickle wide open, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing cologne. Sorry. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's big showdowns of liver and onions in my house too. Yeah, and then at first my mom oh, didn't. My mom didn't have the decency to onion them up at first, and then she discovered onions. It's like that's better, but still no. Yeah, it's like just give me the fried onions on the side there, put them in a plate. That's good enough for me. I'll just eat the onions tonight. It's great. Love that it. That just ruined the onions for me. Well, I mean, you know, if it had to been, I had to eat part of it, yeah. But no, what I used to do is um, I'd call my dog over there, right? And then as soon as Mom would get up to take a plate to the fucking, uh, to the sink, I'd have it cut into like four individual pieces, big enough for the dog to grab and run off. So I'd give it to the dog, and the dog would automatically run off to keep it away from the other dogs. 
So I'd like, here. <laughs> and then uh, I'd sit there and act like I'm chewing on it some more, but instead I'd be eating the onions off of that bitch and nothing else. And, um, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's not that bad, I guess. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's like, come on, man, fucking, come on, Prince, hurry up. Eat that son of a bitch. Come on, man, get back here. He get back over there. <laughs> Mom and fucking turn Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, this liver's good, man. Pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, no, no. We don't need it two times this week. No, no, no. Liver once uh, every three months is fine. Or eight months, hopefully, or forever. Or, you know. So, anyhow, it worked. Um, so, the next one. Mealworms. Mealworms, um, I don't know. I guess they have a smell. I don't know. Well, all right. Well, the panel said no. So, you're not going to have mealworm by uh, by uh, Yovon. Yovon mealworm. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, um, I guess I get. Roadkill. Roadkill by Menon. Yeah, that did not do too well. <laughs> so the panel shut that down. Depends on what bar you're going to. I, that's true. That's true. It's like the barn that's on the Arkansas Missouri state line. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I'm saying. I, I'm down here, or you're up there. Okay, okay. There's this um, barn that they play music in, and it's like a biker barn, and it is on a. Um, 62 maybe or what's the other road going out of there no it's not 62 it's the other road that goes into Eureka Springs oh shit oh well anyhow it's right at the Arkansas Missouri state line right when you get into Arkansas it's this old barn and it says beer and all this stuff and Fridays and Saturday nights driven past it it's not but a bunch of bikers out in the middle of nowhere that go to this barn and listen to music and drink it doesn't have a name it just has a big sign that says beer with an arrow. And then it said live bands back there near the barn. Are you sure that are you sure it's not a biker gang? Oh, maybe it is. Never thought about that. <laughs> Alright. That's how they get you. You're like, beer? Okay, I'll go there. And then they got you. Hey, look what we got here. Woo wee! Oh, yeah. Look at the booty hole on that one. It'll do. It'll do. <laughs> the next one that did not make it. Acetone. I don't know why acetone smells so good, right? I know you work with it. I, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I painted houses for a few years. Make, yeah, make you so. nice and lightheaded. Happy. Yeah. Giggling. Yeah. 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 Falking around, the wind, yeah. So yeah, that, well, that that helped my day every day. Hell yeah, acetone, nothing wrong with it. I don't know why they didn't do it. Next one, start, be, start yep. feeling down, screw on some more. Yeah, hell yeah, wipe that bitch down three or four more times, you'll be all right. Like yeah, yeah, this ain't <laughs> this ain't clean enough. I I gotta go get some more acetone. Well, yeah. would you like to switch up to mineral spirits? Oh, no, 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 no. No, acetone gets it much cleaner, much cleaner. Oh, the worst yet is lacquer thinner. Oh, 
Lacquer thinner will flat out send you to the fucking ozone if you get too close smelling that. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I paid houses for a few years. Yeah. Um, the next one, crack pipe. Who doesn't like the smell of a nice crack pipe, huh? I can't believe how picking this... Where did they get this pipe? I'm honest with you, Mark. Yeah. I've never smelt one. Oh, I have. It is the weirdest fucking chemical smell ever. I ne- Not a crack pipe. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, there's this guy I used to work with. We called him Cracky. And you could smell it on him. Because um, a friend that I worked with there... Um, walked up to him one time he goes what is that weird smell every time he walked by oh that's crack he's admitted crack addict and when he got his check at 4.30 at this place that I worked at that uh, uh, welded uh, stainless steel components together he was a very good welder but he uh, um, he um, uh, hit someone on his uh, on his bike his uh, motorbike you know his motorcycle and he skidded down the road and skid he skidded off one of his legs and he had a peg leg and I guess it killed her and he went to prison for a while but he was this fantastic welder so this place hired him to weld and he was still a crack addict, addict admit, admittedly so he would get his check on 4.30 Friday and he would, uh, he would spend all his money on crack and then when he ran out he ran out sometimes it would be Sunday sometimes it would be Saturday it just depended on you know how much crack he could get and how much he could smoke and all that but he uh, he um, uh, lived at the city union mission and he had a bus pass a free bus pass through some sort of charity that would uh, take him to work and back the bus would the city bus would and uh, so he uh, he used to do that he used to bitch because he had to listen to a uh, a gospel uh, message at night and he had to go to bed at nine o'clock in one of the cots and so anyhow he had everything paid for him and they gave him food and all this uh, food to go to work with and all that so um, me and uh, this old man that I work with were both eating our fucking bologna or ham sandwiches or whatever in the break room and the crackhead He'd come up there and he's eating like Stroud's chicken and Jack Stack barbecue and all all this expensive food and I look at the old man, his name was Daryl. I go, Daryl, uh, Cracky over there, his name was Gerald, but anyhow, everyone called him Cracky, and he wanted to be called Cracky. I go, Gerald, um, or I go, Daryl, um, my friend, I go, Cracky over there is a crack addict, right? Yeah. I go, how did he get all this expensive food, and you and I are eating fucking ham and bologna sandwiches, and we don't do crack. We go home and we spend our checks on our families and stuff. And this guy does not. So how's that work? He goes, Daryl goes, you know what? He's honest about everything from being a crackhead to everything. Let's just go ask him. Walk over there and we go, hey, cracky. Yeah, what? You're a crackhead, right? Yeah. You spend all your money on crack, right? Yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, then how come you come in here with Stroud's chicken and Jack Stack barbecue and all this great food, and me and Daryl are eating fucking ham or uh, or bologna sandwiches. He goes, oh man. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, Monday's Catholic services and uh, and uh, the homeless shelter on Grand. Uh, Tuesday is this place, this place, and this place. 
what happens is, is all these catering jobs, like Jackstack does a huge catering job, or um, or Strouds, or any of these fine restaurants around Kansas City, yeah. all the leftover food goes to them. And he gets all this fucking great food. He had like a great fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, fucking barbecue sandwich, um, even had fucking a piece of carrot cake that looked delicious. He goes, yeah, they come over and uh, they give us this food and uh, uh, every day. And then if they don't, I go down to the Catholic Church and I get one there Monday and Tuesday. I go to this homeless shelter and Wednesday I go here. And they get all this kick-ass food that we didn't because we're not crackheads. Isn't that a bitch? Yeah. I almost told them to start getting food for me. Like, dude, man, fucking break me and Daryl off some of that shit. But anyhow, um, oh, this all started with crack pipe. Next one. I'm everywhere today. My ADD is fucking flying off the wall. Dude. I'm hearing this. Yeah. Um, well, I hope I hope this broadcast sounds good because I'm all over the fucking place. Oh, uh, I. My opinion, I think it sounds pretty good so far. Okay, good. The next one, the next uh, cologne flavor that did not make it was sawdust. The hell is wrong with sawdust? Sawdust is awesome. Sawdust means you did a good job. If you see a pile of sawdust, it means you're a good person because you did this job and you made this wood something that would have never been. Yeah. Yeah. A little pat on the ass. It's like, good job, Mark. Look at this. You made this baseball bat to beat that dumbass down the road with. Great job. Right? Amen. 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 (laughs) <laughs> okay, the next one. Uh, I spent many years in construction in the, you know, building houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a beautiful smell. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I used to work around sawdust uh, whenever I was in the shop, and that's because I build pallets sometime. And sawdust yeah. would get up in your nose and get in your eyes and shit, but I loved it. The wood actually has kind of a sweet smell to it because we use pine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, different woods have different smells. Uh, uh, my favorite, though, is hickory. You ever burn hickory over a campfire? Oh, I love it. Oh, hickory is just, man. I love it. Yeah, I love it just being out in the woods. No I light anywhere. forever. Hickory burns it. You're right. Burn forever. Hickory burns forever. And, uh, yes. And it burns pretty hot, too. And it's just the most, yes. it's the greatest smell. And I'll tell you what, if you got a couple of burgers you could throw on there, if you have a grid or something you could put over it, they're the best burgers you'll have in your life. Oh, yes. Oh, they're so good. Yes. Yep. Um, the next one. Meat sweats. Oh. I, I thought that was a great smell myself. I mean, you smell like meat and you're sweating. Who, would, no, who wouldn't want no, that? No, no, uh, no. No? No. Okay. All right. All right. Hang on. Let me... No, no. Hey, hey. You, you said you want us to disagree. I'm disagreeing <laughs> with you. No, it's all right. It's all right. We disagree. <laughs> uh, this next one, I kind of see it because it's a pain in the ass. Sinus infection. No one wants to smell like a sinus infection. 
a really bad one whenever people come up on you, you can smell it in their breath. Oh. That sucks. Yes. But you can smell. You can smell it in their breath if they have a bad sense. But, but, yeah, but, it, yeah, in the infection, yeah, ooh. Smells like infected snot. Not good. I, I, I could see why that one got kicked out. I could, too. Yeah, yep, I could, too. The next one, tailpipe exhaust. So no one wants to smell like uh, burnt-up gasoline coming out of a pipe, I guess, huh? Who would have thought? Okay, well, it depends. There's different tailpipe exhaust smells. That, yeah, that's true. Good point, Rob. Well, um... Just I guess, uh... Actually, if you smell it, it can't be that good if you think about it. <laughs> actually, if you smell it, it's a really kind of a rancid smell, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's not very good for you, either. Um, good point. Yeah. The next one, colosomy bag. I think I could agree that that's probably not a good cologne smell. I I I think I get where the uh, where the panel was going on this one. I was like, yeah. You just left me speechless on that one. <laughs> Probably not in a good way, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. So colostomy bag did not make it, and then. <laughs> And then finally, finally, black pepper did not make it, oddly enough. So, that is the list that Mr. X sent to me Dude, that I printed off. You still got me a colostomy bag. Ugh. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, I got a question for you, Rob. <coughs> um, I've got some of this asshole hair Olympics that we would get, we could pit people against each other right now if you want to. Or do you want to wait and come uh, up? Well, if you got some, yeah. I got for you. Did you notice I sent you a list in two different... Messages? Yeah, my list and your list. And then the one I sent you earlier... Uh-huh. Well, that's because I found it further back in my notebook, and I don't know why I wrote it further back there. Oh, okay. And that's why I sent you the one yesterday, and then I sent you one today. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see no, here. Oh, there it is. Um, well, you know what? We can get into that one later, okay? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to do the asshole, asshole hair Olympics this time around? Or do you want to kind of like well, figure out who to pit them against each other? Because that's a big part of it. have a lot more to pin up than me. Okay. <laughs> well. Oh, hey, hey. Yeah. How about this? Okay. We have three toss-ups. How about we settle them? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's settle the toss-ups right now. Okay, okay. 
Well, here. Let, let's get my toss-up out of the way. Okay. It was Madonna versus Cindy Lauper, and it was pending on which one had the armpit hair. Who had the armpit? I was the, thinking it was Cindy Lauper. It was Madonna. They had to the find arm. out. I looked it up. No, Madonna had the armpit hair. Yes, and that's my pick. Okay. Okay. Well, Madonna got that one. Okay. All right. What were the other two that were toss-ups? Okay, you also brought up Juliana Margolis. Margolis. Juliana Margolis. Versus Carrie Underwood. Margolis, I believe, isn't she like uh, 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 Israel uh, Jewish? I I think so. Carrie Underwood. uh, Carrie Underwood's blonde. Um, I'm going to go with Margolis, I guess. You? Juliana's got my vote. Okay, alright. Then Juliana won. And our final toss-up. And it was you that was all over the place on this one. Okay, I believe that. And it was one of your picks. Okay. Robert De Niro versus Brad Pitt. Oh, Do you have a definite? I do, yeah. Okay, who is it? I, I'm sticking with my original pick, Robert De Niro. You went to nudging to Brad Pitt, and I don't know why. I heard the people that knew him, or supposedly knew him, I have no way of telling if they did grow up with him or not. Okay, yeah, you did go into that, didn't you? Yeah, they said he was very unclean. I don't know that for sure. I have no way of proving that. But if that's true, then I would go with him with asshole hair because he wouldn't care. And Robert De Niro, well, I don't know. Robert De Niro's pretty old now, so maybe he would have more. You know what? I'm changing my vote. Robert De Niro, he's Italian, so he's probably going to have hairy ass anyhow. And he's old, so he doesn't give a shit. If it fucking runs out of his underwear or whatever, he doesn't care. So, you know what? Rob, I am with you now. Robert De Niro wins that one. Good, because we got a couple matchups for him coming up. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Right, I'm looking hey, I, I got an idea. Yeah. You take my list and match the two up, and I take your list and match the two up. What do you think? I don't know about that, man. Do you want to stick with yours and match them up? Well, no, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, you know what? No, 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 no. Here's what I'll do. is I'll write out a whole other list, all together with all the names on it. And then, let's do a matchup show. Where we match up who should match up against who else. And then we'll do the final show where the two pit against each other. And then we'll and then we'll do the next show where the two pitted against each other, and then until we run out to the final four, and then the final, the the elite eight, the final four, you know, the sweet sixteen, the elite eight, 
the final four, and then uh, the championship game, which would be the championship of the Asher Olympics. That sound good? You, you know I will follow your lead. All right, then that's what we'll do. Whoever I'm going to go over both lists when I get a chance. And uh, we'll start pitting people up against, or we'll uh, we'll do a show about who we pit up against who. And and then after that we'll do a show where they pit up against each other, and we're actually having an asshole hair off Olympics. And then we'll just keep um, you know keep going until we go to the the final two. Because honestly, I'm seeing some good matchups off your list. Okay. What well, name one of them? Just uh, just one of them. Oh, uh, well, let's see here. Okay, let's go an easy one. Okay. There's two athletes: Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. Hmm. Can't stuff like that. I'm gonna go with Derek you know Carr I mean? over Mariota. You know what? That that's Save a great. It. That's a, yeah. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. So, all right. Um, hang on, we'll be... Uh, but, but we have one. Then what? No, actually, actually, I figured out who to pull that one up with. Never mind. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, hang on a minute, Rob. Um, we will be back with... A millennial would you rather that I found on the internet they asked uh, millennials would you rather this or that and it's pretty interesting what they picked and the questions that they asked so we'll be back actually in a little better it'll probably be a whole nother podcast so I'm probably just full of shit on this so uh, whenever you hear this wait a couple of days for the next one to come out it'll be on there probably so Go to douchebagsandmicrophone.net you're one stop for douchebaggery you want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hey, where'd everybody go? Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. <laughs>